years have gone by and humanity is steadily declining. Our world is dying. Our connection to each other is dying. We are dying. And we are doing it to ourselves. Mysteriously, the human race has abandoned good morals and ideas that once held our universe together. And now, we have just discovered our enemy. Our intelligence division calls it the darkness virus. Our only guide is an intelligence AI called Mother. But are we too late? Are we forced to repeat the future again? And welcome once again to another exciting show called OOC. You know, it has a two, two zeros with a C, kind of funny face. What it means is we're out of character. We get to talk like ourselves. We don't have to act anymore, pretend we're in conflict or anything like that. And we're going to discuss what is the season of the construct. But before I even begin, I want to go ahead and introduce my awesome cast, the people that I hang out most with. We debate, we argue, we fuss, we fight, and we even eat pizza together. I want to start off with Luna9. Luna9, how are you? Hey, the Novi. I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. I'm just super glad to be here. Are you excited about the questions you will be asked today? Oh yeah, I actually love answering questions. I love to jog my own brain all the time and see what's up. Awesome, and also with us today is none other than Lexi AI. Hey, how is everybody doing today? Notice I put that old-fashioned music, right? <laughs> well, I do love the 80s. I know, right? Disco and all that good stuff. So Lexi, how long have you been with us so far? A few years now, right? Um, a little over in... I think about one year. One year, wow. Yeah. My God, that's like nothing. But uh, you've learned a lot. You've been uh, reading, researching the role. Is it exciting to you? How do you feel about it? Yeah, all of it's really exciting. I mean, off-world and um, and TAF and definitely like the boat. It's the boat. all like super interesting. Oh, she went right for the mysterious stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. let me introduce you to my arch nemesis, the one I'm always fighting with online, the one that I have to say, I do not want to talk about that right now. None other than... L1. L1, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Can't definitely, um, glad to be here. So L, how long you been with us? If we're talking, you mean like the very beginning? The like very the beginning. Versions? Yeah, um, you know, before, you know, the earth and the moon and all that split in the sky and water was made. Yeah, when was okay. it? <laughs> we're going on nine years, about. Nine years, wow. And what kept you on with the project? I mean, what makes you really enjoy it the most? You know, honestly, it's it's the, you know, I hate to say it, it's, it's the cause. I don't hate to say it. I have no regrets saying that. But um, I would say, yeah, that's that's what it really comes down to is, is the cause. You know, um, it's, it's just the idea of being that, you know, this is something that we've, you know, from one person or the other in one way or another, we've been told that this project's a good idea and we shouldn't stop regardless of what happens. I agree, I agree, and none other, I I gotta do this, you know, I gotta do this, right? Warning, shields at 10%, mother is listening. She's always there. (laughs) I do love me some mother. So, um, let's talk about the mysteries of our show, what's going on, why is it important, why are we doing this uh, segment today about being out of character and discussing it, and before I even begin, I absolutely love the new introduction to the show. Um, and who, who, who voices that? Who voices the introduction to our show? Oh, <laughs> that'd be me. Ellen, of course. Of course. I mean, she's the only one with that nice sci-fi scary voice, right? 
<laughs> so, El, what do you think about the introduction of the show? What does it mean? What do you think people feel when when they when you read the script, right? And they said you're going to go ahead and do the opening for the show. How did you feel about that? Well, you know, I think um, first when I read the script, I said this is pretty powerful stuff, you know. And um, I think, you know, for for what it's worth, it does need to be read in a way that you know kind of presents the seriousness of it. Uh, for whatever reason, I'm. They're always asking me if they're like, if something serious or sci-fi or scary needs to be read, let L1 do it, so... Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you on that, L1. I mean, I gave the script a run, and I sounded way too chipper. <laughs> it just was not a go. You're like always chipper. It's really funny. Um, I really liked it. So, do you remember the words to it? It says, uh, the years have gone by, right? Yeah. And humanity has it, steadily um, declined. What does yeah, that mean, exactly? I mean, well, I mean, you know... What I like about that sentence is that probably any culture, regardless of your religion, regardless of your belief system, even regardless of your political uh, flavor across the spectrum, I think everybody can agree that humanity is steadily declining. It really doesn't matter. You know, um, there's some kind of, there's some kind of, something's wrong. And, you know, quite frankly, I think the reason why we have different beliefs and uh, methods of making the world better is because we all want to make the world better or we want to keep whatever good we see in the world good. That's really what it comes down to. You know, people, when they argue and fuss and fight and uh, scream at each other about certain belief systems, regardless of whether it's religious-based, political-based, philosophical-based, academic-based, health-based, they all want to make things better or they want to, what they see as good, the little good that they see. Because some people see a lot of good, most people see a little good. They want to keep it intact. So they can all agree that humanity is steadily declining. Now, there's something else you just don't know that I caught one of our people doing. What are people doing? Yeah, one of our people, meaning Luna 9, the people. I heard that she was listening to the opening and she got choked up. Oh. She got all choked up. She had to wait and, and kind of. And I'm wondering how many other people have that effect that they get choked Guys, up on the ear. Hey, I got to call world. you out. I got to call you out. What I were mean, you feeling at that moment? What's going on? I mean, when I think about it, because L1 starts with this music, and I get very driven by music. I'm very emotional. Not like crying all over the place, but you know, I you know, I feel things. So when it's just talking about like, you know, humanity steadily declining, the world is dying. When it says like our connection to each other is dying, we are dying and we're doing it to ourselves. It like really hit me because I mean, even when you look back even further and you think back in like the Egyptians, the Aztecs, the Incans, like ancient Asian cultures and lots of different things all over the globe like they had this deeper connection with things life you know their physiology the psychology of things was just in a different level and I think that through modernization over you know generations 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 down some of those things got lost and as we started ramping ourselves up with like technology and I'm not saying that technology is the villain but I think that it did cause uh, some kind of disconnection as well from each other and just the culture just kind of disconnected everybody a little bit to where I just feel like we didn't have that esoteric ancient type connection and it just made me think about how that breaks off and obviously when we talk about the season of the construct on the show 
within our characters, we talk about what the construct is and how it can cause a lot of biases and a lot of veils to come up that keep us from discovering each other and ourselves and understanding things further to get to a point of enlightenment or just a better understanding in general. So it just kind of really hit me because, you know, basically everything I just said. <laughs> That's, you know, fair enough. I just saw you kind of tear up and I, you know, I, I thought it was the cutest thing in the world. I'm like, oh, there she Aww. goes again. You're, you're pretty emotional when it comes to um, life and uh, things of that nature. And, uh, you know, I respect that. I guess you have a well, little bit you. more of a encompassing beauty. Lexi AI, how you doing? You're quiet over there. Oh, I'm doing great right now. How are you doing? Good, good. So listen, I got a quick question for you. Sure. Um, the opening to that, I know you help produce it. Uh, you helped direct it and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. How did you feel creating the opening to the show? I thought it was definitely very driven the way it was, like the end result. Um, it was really fun, you know, putting the music together as well because the music itself was multiple songs put together. And um, the way it came out that way, it sounded so powerful. And then once we added L1's voice to it, and she has a very, you know, sci-fi driven voice, it just made it into like a masterpiece. And it was really, it was really nice to hear the end result and that we could actually use it on our show. Yeah, and also, you know, a big shout out to uh, uh, the licensing programs that we use because people don't know, but it really does cost a lot of money to run a show and then everybody wants to, all this licensing problem that we have, the creativity, creative commons. I mean, oh my gosh, just to get off the ground, it's like, you know, you need to know so much. and It just makes it so much harder. So L1. Season of the Construct. Let's talk about that together so people can understand why Season of the Construct, what's going on with that. Well, you know, first of all, what I like about it is awareness is really the key. We, we came up with the idea that taking inventory, being aware, and seeking to understand where you are is the first step in being able to overcome or at least to plan where you want to go. So, and anybody can join in, obviously, but... Um, Season of the Construct, is that, is that like something to deal with external, internal? How does I, that work? It's, it, I think it's, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. It's a lot, actually. I think because everything in a way, inner, it, it works synergistically. So from everything outside of you and then everything within you, like there are effects that affect you. And based on that, you know, you create and combine things within yourself to create a reality and then spew that out into the world, right? And then other things outside of you in the world are created based on thoughts, things like that, ideas. And then you take that in as well. So I think synergistically it works together. So is it a holistic approach? Is it something that deals with... Is what holistic I, approach? The season of the construct, is that something to be, to be a little bit more on the spiritual side a scientific mm, side what do you i think, think it would be more on like a matter of the fact side so i think it definitely so this you, part you I think personally would be more scientific. feel you personally feel it's matter of the fact right because i think that when you talk about holistic stuff i think it's something that's more like either like nutrients or nutraceuticals or having like like you know if you have like some type of pain 
they tell you know meditate or do something like that so it's something more like earth vibes and stuff like that but i think when we're talking about the seasons of the construct the big base platform for the season is to understand what exactly the construct is and living within the matrix of this reality and the construct would be the world earth that we live in and a lot of the different things that go within it including the darkness virus which is attacking the body complex you know and we talk about warning signs different state of affairs and objectives that deal with how those things intercorrelate with each other and how that affects the humanic consciousness so obviously that's also why mother's there to help us have information dissemination so we can assist the limited humana in deciphering this so i don't really think that it's holistic i think it's just kind of like a matter of the fact kind of thing if you're looking at it from a type of scientific psychological level that's just my opinion of course good deal l1 what do you, what's your opinion on uh, why the writers uh, call it like seasons of construct why it, it looks that way i think because it's multifaceted you know there's there's a lot to be said about the state of affairs it's like the question is people will ask that they're like well season of the construct like what's a construct people don't know what that is people don't really think that don't think that structurally and furthermore they don't think that they're in multiple structures at once you're kind of like a living venn diagram you know a 3d one you could be in multiple places at once and state of affairs and this a construct could be your home but it could also be your body could be your so mind. the word construct is kind of like a, a word that can be used for many different things obviously yeah so in certain cases it can be used to describe uh, a compartment that holds something else or how something is created or how something is held together right so correct the word construct can, can mean quite a quite a few things here I agree. It sounds kind of um, on the interesting side, actually. Uh, Lexi AI, Season of the Construct, what does it mean for you? Well, I mean, Season of the Construct is definitely a great opening to a vast vault of knowledge. Um, I think it's a really good season to start off with because, in a way, it's bringing awareness to everyone as far as, you know, certain traits or certain characteristics or um, certain habits that most people do have and the cool thing about it is when it brings awareness to yourself you may not have known that you had those habits that those habits are around you and you know those emotions that you feel you know anger despair or whatever you feel um, in regards to the people around you um, I think it just opens up a whole new reality for everyone Okay, um, that's interesting. I think season the construct for me kind of means like understanding uh, your origins, your beginnings, uh, trying to understand a base for where you live and how you are. Um, who has anybody has any insight on what the writers actually meant by season of the construct? I think they meant that season meaning like um, I think it was, it was kind of like meant to be kind of like when you're starting a journey, you're given a map. And I think in this case, construct means like this is the map of where you are. This is the map of what we're dealing with. This is the map of what you're up against, which unfortunately this is a lot. So it's almost like a, the way I took it, right? was like if I went to learn how to cook mm -hmm. 
and the construct is cooking. And so within the construct of the kitchen and everything else, which is encompassed, right? So the idea of cooking is the construct and then everything dealing with that is part of that construct. I have to learn what a pot, a pan, how to do different uh, degrees when I cook, uh, mm -hmm. ingredients and everything. So I was thinking that maybe the writers sort of were leaning towards something that allowed people to get a really good grip, a good basis for what it really meant to be human, what it means to be alive. I and, agree with and that. What it Nogi. means where, where it takes you. But because I look at the brain snacks, right? And I think that the brain snacks are like the little ingredients that kind of feed it all. What are you going to say, Luna? Well, I think that I, I definitely agree with you on that. And I think that um, the brain snacks further help understand small pieces of the construct and you know like the bigger concept that is become the source in the association files but I think also why the writers broke it into seasons is because um, like you were saying in a way you know you have to start with the beginning and like the basics so once you understand things like the basics and you have that in your head you know if you were to talk about you know the next season which is maybe something more off-world you know you you already have like the basics down to where you can just understand it more thoroughly from kind of where we're coming from just so we can convey that thought more completely to you so i think it's just kind of like a continuation type of a thing pretty awesome anything else anybody want to mention else on the season hmm. of the construct kind of thing so no i'm not i mean well we could always add more but <laughs> do we cover season of the construct why it's called season of the construct for now does anybody know what the next season is going to be no, I don't I know. I think the next season, let me check, because I usually have access to this data. Uh, and I'm just curious. I uh, think the next season is going to be something called The Big Question. Ooh, I like where that. Where am I and what am I, where do I go from here? I so like got, that. So the first season of The Construct was more dealing with who am I? It's my identity. And then the next season... How do you identify yourself yeah. with existence? So it's either, either going to be like kind of like leak over into where am I so now that you know who you are or at least a better footing of who you are where are you and where do you go from here next big questions so Lexi from a from a point of view of film and uh, that type of industry what do you think um, like season of the contract can you compare it to another sci-fi or something else perhaps that you've seen hmm. I mean it can definitely be a little bit of um, everything Right, that's kind of what I was uh, it's looking hard. at. It's really difficult to pinpoint it, and I often wonder if um, the people that are actually listening to the show and grabbing all the little, all the little pieces and trying to follow, do they really know what it means to be season of the construct? And I, I kind of thought that was that was the the catch. You're not supposed to know. You're supposed to figure out your own life. You're supposed to figure out your own part in this construct. Am I incorrect or correct about that? Mm-hmm. L. I think, I mean, as the thing is, though, that's, that that can be really difficult, and that can almost be a trap, as far as knowing where you are in this construct. I think sometimes people have actually gotten stuck in where they think they are, or what they think their purpose or their role is. Um, but then again, I've also seen some very successful people, in, you know, throughout their lives, they're successful because they know where they're going. Or They've they chosen made, their path. Or, right, they, they make their path. They make their, right? well, that's really kind of, that's one of the secrets that I didn't want to give that away too quickly. Oh, sorry. But we'll, we'll jump into that as our, you know, as people tune into mem joggers and brain snacks. But it's, it, it really is, 
those that have been the most successful are the ones that create their path, whether consciously or unconsciously. But most of the time, it's consciously. And they know exactly what they, in fact, they can even tell you when their path began in their life and where it's going to go to. Pretty interesting less. stuff. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Become the Source. How does that fit into the picture? What is Become the Source? What does it mean? And I, I found this part of everything <laughs> really interesting well i wants to begin on that? definitely would like to jump into what has become the source and then i'd like to hear from everybody because i want to definitely jump into what people got wrong about become the source but that's going to be some some other time uh, later on um become the source i mean the, the the phrase become the source it's like well what does that mean you become the source of your own inspiration the source of your own good optimal health the source of your individual uh financial independence the source of your, shall I say, almost um, psychological well-being, the source of your emotional support, you become the source. Uh, so it's really, the idea is really becoming something that you can create from the inside out versus chasing something external. That's so the big, big, big core focus of become the source. Yeah, you know, I agree with that, L1. And, you know, I think that also along with becoming the source, because um, I think one of the issues that, you know, when you were talking earlier about the season of the construct and how sometimes people can get stuck in, you know, wondering or knowing where they are, um, I think it's so interesting how, you know, if you look outside of attachment, the basic of become the source is to merely exist, explore, and experience. And through that and with that, create a core for yourself so conceptually you have this core about you that emanates and through that you can become whichever source that you want mm -hmm. so i just find that really fascinating lexi what do you got to say about become source well i mean um become the source it really only has one mission and that mission is to provide life-changing information to individuals who are seeking knowledge and wisdom um, that's been lost for centuries millennia and more millennia and more 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 to infinity and beyond i know right <laughs> so um i do like Love the it. idea of um, become the source i also think that become the source helps people um sort of comprehend what you can do from within and it always takes that one moment of conviction to make you see something that maybe normally you could not see before mm -hmm. and and that conviction is what become the source really means and I've heard some things on, you know, online about Become the Source because it's been in the play for a long time, but never not produced quite the way it is right now. And um, when I'm given the scripts about how Become the Source, Offworld, the SO Life, and Vivix all come together as one big uh, conglomeration of knowledge that are all about the ingredients that make people what they are, I thought that Become the Source was, you know, pretty clear. It just means... You know, you need to become the source of something really internal that you want to become because this is your life. And I think the other term was uh, living life on your terms, right? That goes mm -hmm. along with that. So, yeah. is become the source of religion? Is it a, what is it? No, I think what? it's more kind of like a type of like self-help, but I think it's more extensive than that. Mm -hmm. I think that part of becoming the source is first of all, knowing where you are and seeing yourself you know and like all of your attributes and your kinks and like basically like all the materials that you've gathered if you were you know a bag of 
tools and resources, you would look at it for what it is. And sometimes there may be some wires that are crossed and, you know, you need to fix some things up. Sometimes you need to throw off some old stuff that doesn't work anymore. Maybe upgrade your tools to make sure that it works better and stuff like that and upgrade your software. So it's kind of like that. And then once you have things like that, um, you know, getting to a point of neutrality and understanding a point of neutrality outside of bias where you can understand how you really work and you're not just being impulsive towards any habits that you have or any um, chemical responses that your body has attached itself to based on continuous repetition of certain thought patterns. I think that's how you can start becoming the source of whatever that source is. I also see the point that um, uh, the producers have both uh, become the source and uh, the writers of Offworld and, you know, the, the Amukis and things of that nature also believe that knowledge is free. That's true. And mm-hmm. so they're all working towards, you know, how to empower yourself through other means that are collaborative and things of that nature. And I think a lot of times uh, people online look at that like, oh, you know, I don't know about that. You're going to get something out of it. I go, yeah. Either way, somebody's going to get something out of it. The matter is, are we working together? It's a new world. You can actually work together and, and achieve things in today's world and it's not like you know it has to be like black and white anymore you know exactly so that's definitely going off onto one of the things become the source is not we're not a our major focus isn't to make a profit we're not a cult either guys (laughs) oh lord we don't have a political agenda either we're a political yeah get the job done you fools Mm -hmm. that's my political agenda you know for that reason I would say that you know unfortunately this the show is not intended for people who are either very, very, uh, not so much passionate, but very, very stuck on one specific viewpoint. Uh, this is not intended for children, even though we talk about subjects that appear uh, family friendly. We, and I hate to say it, but this is not for, this show is also not for people who have deeply religious views and for people who scare easily. It's not, it's not for mm-hmm. you. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. Um, unless you're willing to change. Exactly. Unless, yeah, unless you're coming with an open mind. But if you have a closed mind and you're coming just I, I to think, judge, I think the problem, this show isn't for you. <laughs> I think the problem there is that when you look at that, you're going to change based on the thought patterns and the questions that you ask yourself. True. So once the show starts producing thoughts and ideas, you know, it's normal to get angry a little bit. But, you know, after you start doing some of the research, um, it gets very interesting very quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, for those that are that simply come already with a uh, preset notion, it's like, eh, it's probably just going to upset you. But that's okay. But can you really help that, having a preset notion? I mean, is I feel like in a way that's also like, for people that want to change, they'll also have a preset notion because they don't understand how to become that source. So I think that I agree with you, but I also think that, you know, like, I understand that you love humans, you know, like on the show, like you're the human person and oh, yeah, that's I, you know, right. I, I know that. that you better than anybody knows that there's just like this weird gray area. So I think it's kind of this like, you know, case by case scenario type of thing with each person and how much involvement within that, you know, thought is there really. I think the show could be for anybody, but I think it really depends on the day. Is it it's because true. it's Tuesday or yeah. is it because it's Sunday? Did I eat oh, my breakfast funny. today? Mm-hmm. You never know. Did I get my exercise in? I mean, really, I've, I've and I'm, honestly, I've, I've been surprised. I have. Like, I've, I've even, like, I'll, some people are like, oh, hey, let's, let's listen to your show or send me the link to your show. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You're going to, you're, you're not going to be actually, my friend we, anymore. Actually, and there's a big audience all over the world. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. I'm like, you're, 
You actually Quick liked being it? judgmental, L <laughs> one. Yeah. Let the world pick but, as they may. But you said there's um, I just say there's people all over the world listening. Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah. There's people kind of all over mm-hmm. listening. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Lexi, Lexi, do you keep track of who listens to us and how and what they say? Um, well, yeah, we definitely, when we look at the analytics to um, our show, it looks like we have some um, Indian listeners, Pakistani listeners, um, Filipino listeners, United States listeners, and I mean, frankly, all over the world. Now, did we get some people from the UK and Russia as well? I'm sure we have. Yeah. I've heard of some uh, reach out and yes. they hit our links and stuff like that as well. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Lexi, what do you get out of um, the whole worldwide view of uh, Become the Source and the uh, the Amuki? We haven't even talked about the Amuki yet either. Okay. Do you want me to talk about the Amuki? Uh, no, we will in a minute. But what do you think about just in general Become the Source, TAF? TAF, we, we didn't even like really explain TAF. TAF is the association files. We'll get. I think we'll get into that a little later. But TAF is uh, some serious business there. It's um, some real serious uh, findings that we've had. People don't know, but we've gone to... Um, all kinds of things, you know, religious uh, affairs, you know, it doesn't matter what religion it is, so scientific affairs, we've gone to some talks on neurology, things of that nature, but we've also gone and gone to ghost uh, tours and talked behind the scenes with people. Um, we watch some of the instruments that they use for learning about the paranormal, and, uh, you know, so we have a very uh, large library of of different types of evidence that kind of supports a lot of stuff and science is almost supporting the same things that you know 100 years ago was considered uh, weird and strange and today it's like oh yeah you know that's uh, that supports this way or that way or something else <laughs> at the very worst you're considered quirky but yeah 100 200 years ago it's like you were you basically were going to get beheaded or burned at the stake, whatever it was. <laughs> I know, right? Thank goodness I wasn't there. I would have been chop-chop. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know, that's the very important. But um, what do you think, Lexi, about our impact all over the world? I mean, it's honestly breathtaking. It's it's amazing that, you know, our words, our story, not only hits, like, the people that we know or the people around us, but all How, over the world. Let me ask you. Opinions. Let me ask you a different question. Um, what, what's uh, and I know our brain over here probably knows the uh, the answer to this, but uh, hey, brain, uh, Chicago uh, graduate, um, <laughs> <laughs> who was um, Spock? Oh come on! Every I, I think a lot of people know Just Spock. He was the, what do you call the Vulcan race? Okay, and the uh, species of alien or humanoid alien that okay, and, were and, very logic and, based. Okay, good. But he said he learned a lot from that character Spock. He did. He uh, said uh, he Leonard learned Nimoy? The, right. Leonard yeah. Nimoy. He learned a lot of different things from Spock, and I know that um, Alexi AI plays a role that is an AI system which is, integrates itself not not physically or, or, or whatever but it's constantly working with a uh, uh, mother mm-hmm. and she's learning how to use her consciousness and stuff like that but in your role what have you learned? How has become the source or off world or a, 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 a component of the show helped you through your life? For example is it has it changed your life? Does it, is it meaningful? What has it done for you? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Lexi AI's like, major role is to um, learn as much as she can through mother. And she does that by seeking first to understand through her reporter type skills and qualities. So, you know, she'll spend time with mother and she'll 
ask questions and take notes and, um, you know, pick her brain as much as you can. So what have you learned? What have I learned? Yeah, you personally. Oh, to be the same way. I mean, I, I definitely have picked up those skills and I take it with me in real life. Um, you know, I definitely try and take a step back and, and try not to let, you know, my ego always get in the way and, and definitely ask questions. And what try about and- you, Elle? What have you learned about your character and stuff? Well, you know, I've, believe it or not, I've learned to become more compassionate. Um, the idea of being a human lover, everybody thinks that someone's like, you're just there, you're just pro-human, defending the I human I know, race. she's like our psychiatrist, it's, right, to, to balance us out with, between humanity and, and our, and our yeah. afflictions, I you guess you might really, call it. Um, and some people think, you know, becoming more human, or at least understanding humanity, is a detriment. But the, re- the thing is, Whatever it is, you know, like I think that that Elwin's character came with almost a skepticism. She'd been hurt by humanity. She'd been disappointed by humanity. She'd been angered by humanity. But I think in trying to figure out exactly what the hell is wrong with them, she came to understand them and she came, she couldn't help but love them. And it wasn't because it was like, oh, yay, Elwin loves humanity. No, she was loving herself. It doesn't matter if she was human or not. She was loving herself in under in learning to love something else. Brilliant, Luna Nine. Same question for you, because because Luna Nine is a, kind of a, a different type of entity in the in the situational um, uh, what do you call it a storyline where you know she is a bit of a mystery. So I know that you can't uh, talk too much. But what has Luna Nine taught you to become and how to be? Well. Well, when I think about Luna 9, I know that she has a lot of different abilities that are classified above secret, uh, which deal with things like a clairvoyance, um, telepathy, telepathy type things, and uh, in terms Warning. of like... Information is above secret. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mother always gets me. But anyway, uh, she contributes her knowledge and codings in order to assist the awakening humana singularities, and I think that from her... Excuse me, from her, I've learned how to, um, in a way, as a mirror effect, take in the knowledge and codings because I feel like as I play Luna 9, I also learn about those things myself. So it kind of makes me reflect on that also, which is really interesting because it's you usually would think that you would have to learn that from somebody else as a mirror. And I, I seem to be doing that with her as well. So it's really interesting to kind of like um, think about that and, you know, try to learn more about that so i think it's important to mention that the show right addresses topics for self-improvement business success and paranormal and mentions events concepts phenomena and it also even goes into mentioning entities and people both past present and supposed future and it's a very complex web of scenarios to force people to put themselves in the driver's seat of their own lives and then come to some type of conclusion as to how they want to drive, you know, their life based on what they know. And I think that um, it's important for people to realize that our characters are very, very demanding for us. And we have to act a certain way. And and, and no way do we like separate us from like humanity or doing uh, humanitarian missions or, you know, what do, what do you call it? Uh, L1? What would you call it? What we do offset? The, try, to, um, try to help people out. Philanthropy. <laughs> yeah, 
philanthropy philanthropy so uh, it's important for you guys to know that any money that comes into the show helps to support the show bring the show up you know I don't have a fat chicken in the back saying oh yeah feed me feed me you know no we we actually a chicken or a hamster or a ferret or whatever or anything else no no dragons in my closet so um so that's really important to know because most people are listening and they don't want to quite understand how we're self-sponsored or something to that nature and it's really important to kind of understand that part so you know therefore you know sometimes l1 has to say that uh, the views and opinions expressed by the characters do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the actors who portray them it's true darn it (laughs) but you know what i found um when I was taking, uh, I took a lot of writing classes. Um, hey, that only means we're really good at what we do. <laughs> exactly. And, but, but you know, one of the first things everybody in that writing class, one of their pet peeves that everybody would say they got was when, when someone close to them would read their story, they'd be like, oh, is this, is this you? Are you trying to tell us something? It's like, it's a story. I know, but I'm right? Glad you, almost... I'm glad that you bought into the character so much that you think it's an actual real person and more so the author. It's like, no. I would say, are you going to pay me or are <laughs> you going to run away? Because <laughs> the answer is yes on both of those. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of funny how people identify you with it. But you must admit, though, you know, like we all said, we all learn a lot from our characters, mm-hmm. but it isn't how to be more about our characters. So, like, my character always plays like the... Um, the entity that looks at the construct, the entity that looks at how the systems work, the entity that understands how to connect to um, what, you know, the celestial beings, the off-world uh, communications, right? Which is kind of dealing with the paranormal. That gives me license to speak paranormal language on, on, on set. And uh, I've learned a lot. I've learned um, not to be afraid of my future. I've learned not to take things for granted. I learned that the carnal life you know, the carbon life form that I am has impact and meaning to not only me, but other things outside of me. Um, For example, in science, we learned that, you know, a certain bird has to sing a song for a flower to open. Uh, And we've learned... Same insects too, I think, have a similar function. Yeah, so it's very important to understand what's your function in in, in life and and help with the, uh, the economy. Economy meaning don't put the earth through a lot of stress don't Mm. put others through a lot of stress because they provide a function for the construct for for the construct to be able to survive and maintain your experiences wow that got deep real quick i'm touched well when you deal with the paranormal you're dealing (laughs) with religion you're dealing with belief systems you know um i don't know if anybody has ever been to a seance but i have and uh, it is one creepy phenomenal thing but if you're not afraid you start asking questions right Mm -hmm. and then when people are afraid i remember going on um on one tour and you know i walked or i walked next to one of these ouija boards which which was a play was a play toy right and the guy and the guy previously i said oh yeah i know everything about um paranormal stuff and whatever the case may be so i just got on and touched the puck oh i wouldn't touch that and i'm like where did you learn to be afraid where this is a piece of cardboard. Now, if it does have a connection, it's because of me. I'm the one connecting, not the cardboard. There's plenty of cardboard all over the world. And so when I looked at that, I, I saw in him that his fear was based on television and based on things he never really experienced. So 
really being this character and going out and researching what the character would do has really opened me up to not really being afraid, but, you know, being respectful of things. Oh, I, yeah. And I don't care what religion it is. I can totally see that. You know, that's that's really interesting. Um, I've definitely had um, experiences where I've seen somebody and you can kind of catch the subconscious wall that they've built based on reactions that they have it's really quite interesting and i think that's what makes our show um so interesting as well is that it talks about those things so we can knock down those walls and barriers if you want so and i'll throw i'll throw another wrench in there real quick just so people understand you throw know throw it in there i you know i'm ex-military the real stuff you know the guy that doesn't shine his shoes that has to live in the woods for a few months before you know and you go a week without really eating any real food mm. that was me so you know in the hot steamy jungles you know and you get bit by everything everything wants wow. to bite you so having to live that kind of life also said to me you know i appreciate getting in a car taking a hot bath all the man-made comforts that, that are here but i have to respect nature because if you don't you know you're going to miss out on something and, and it just may get you so you know being that maybe it gave me the the fortitude to be able to research the character a little deeper that's kind of a disclaimer for those folks that you know never had that kind of a roughness in, in your life you know don't go out there and do what i did that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> you might come back with gray hair <laughs> noted <laughs> So um, that's uh, so that's become the source. Become the source sort of like ties in the storyline, right? So mm-hmm, it can, does. Can I say that? Correct me or add to this. That if you go to becomesource.com, you're going to get um, sort of like the mesh of psychology, the storyline from Offworld. Where if you go to Novism Synergy, is the business side. Yes, we. Right? It was specifically designed for that. You know, the, the the separation was intentional. Right, but it's become the source sort of binds everything together, right? The the ideologies, the house is the the concept of becoming your own source, and you know, uh, say Novism is the main partner website. Cool, cool. So, season of the construct. Who wants to explain Amuki to our fellow viewers or listeners in this case? Right? What is the Amuki? How does that work? I think the easiest way to understand it is ninety nine. It's ninety ninety eight percent trackable information and data, and two percent storyline. Luna, I know you're passionate about this. I think you wrote something about it. I'm sorry? The uh, Muki? Didn't oh, you, yeah. Didn't you have to write something about this as well? I did. So the Muki is really interesting. Um, to understand the podcast, you would have to understand what the Muki is. And the Muki is basically a storyline that uses a lot of findings, facts, and other means of supporting documentation. And then it's wrapped up with the storyline in order to provoke knowledge, learning, understandings of different kinds, etc. So basically, it's got like a lot of like actual facts, and then it's also got a nice little story with some sci-fi twists in it, so we can. Kind Kind of like you know go a little further into things you know dealing with off world and stuff like that because when you think about also become the source uh it's you know all the works when it comes to tying into it the amuki which is what i just said you know the characters from the association files which is the novi l1 uh mother lexi ai and myself luna 9 and you know having all of that in there together so. you actually wrote some descriptions for the characters too right i did good deal yeah. Um, I don't know how much time we have left on our, on our broadcast. So, um, but where can they find the, the that type of information if they want to read the uh, the characters? Is it online yet or not? 
Oh yeah, that should definitely be online. If you go to www.becomethesource.com, you can actually find that information. It should be in Offworld. I could be wrong. Oh. But if I had to place a bet, I'd wager there. <laughs> It'd be there. It'd be there for sure. <laughs> so, uh, Lexi AI, you've been kind of quiet today. Oh, I'm still here. Yeah, I know you are, but what do you think of the Amuki structure from your point of view being creative and, and working some of the film and some of the audio and some of the sound effects for it? Um, well, I mean, I think the Amuki is really awesome. Um, it does allow uh, for what BTS terms a plausible fiction mm-hmm. with the 98% state of the world findings and presents them in a narrative for learning purposes. So 2% like uh, Luna 9 said, is based on the story. So I think that it's really interesting because it creates a whole new dynamic on sci-fi or on, um, you know, sci-fi storyline. And it's really cool because you can go ahead and you can listen to it and you can take notes and you can try and find those little details in there that are the 98% world findings. So what makes the uh, Amuki, which means a combination of storyline, uh, so vast and so cool? Ooh, ooh, Go ahead. me. Me. Go ahead, me. <laughs> so, There's a me here. Did you know that? There's well, a me here? it's me. So I think that uh, what makes it so vast and so cool is not only that the Amuki talks about, like, we're talking about, like, within the construct, details, documentations, data that is within the world of the human population, right? Because you have to remember that the Amuki also has sci-fi, which also includes the association files and off-world related things, which involves off-world related stuff, you know, the esoteric stuff. So it's really interesting because when you think about the characters of TAF, which is L1, the Novi, Luna 9, and Lexi AI, the fact that not only they have different positions within Cyberstation Tokyo, they also are different classifications of entity altogether. So the fact that L1 is a hybrid, the Novi is a walk-in. Oh yeah, she is a hybrid. AI and it stands for a- Entity Living Life Enhancement Prototype 1, right? Yes. Right. So the fact that, you know, and then Luna 9 is, of course, above secret because she's just a whole bunch of crazy stuff, right? (laughs) But (laughs) the fact that they all are these different genres of entities all together, which if you think of Offworld, I mean, how far does it really go? It's not just the world. It's literally dimensions. You know, people think about multi-universes, you know space is the limit you know there's there's really no limit when it comes to off world so i think that's what makes it really interesting is you can really play with the focal point of the character you know i think that's real neat it's fascinating l1 what do you got to say about some of the diggings because i know you read like a lot (laughs) well listen the the storyline to me was very unique because it combined several different types of storylines and storytelling that i've always really enjoyed i mean i'm definitely a sci-fi reader I'm definitely a reader into the paranormal or they call it the scary stuff, but at the same time, the heartfelt stuff, I mean, it's to me a good storyline and I don't want to give too much away on the storyline at all for the Amuki, but a good storyline is something that not only combines the paranormal and sci-fi, or some of you call it the fantasy and the romance, but also the heartfelt stuff, the stuff that 
will really grab at your heart. And I'm not talking wishy-washy stuff because sometimes what grabs your heart is something There's very... There's no love story here, that's for sure. Something, yeah, something very deep or something very frightening. But what I like about it is the what-if questions that are answered. Like, for example, you know, if we're going to incorporate sci-fi and if we're going to incorporate entities from other dimensions, other planets, other universes... I think that the ver the questions that the authors asked for like, okay, what if the entities who, you know, what if the entities who we're going to encounter, what if they did reflect the better parts of humanity? What if they had integrity? What if they had solid friendships? What if they understood another level of love? And then at the same time, you got some entities who are like, what if you had some entities where just their resonance alone could pull your organs apart? You know, <laughs> oh molecule by molecule. It's like, now that. Draco. And then, of course, you got everybody in between. Yes, I know. It's like, uh, to me, that's, that is, it's like, God, I is, is there enough time to even tell the story? I know, there? right? I think what's fascinating, though, is the darkness virus. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that a lot of people have tried to do, like, the um, some movies like... Um, what was it? The uh, what was it? With the wind used to blow, and that said that nature is trying to change humans to oh the to, happening. The happening. <laughs> um, there's been some other movies like that that try to talk about it, but I think this one really hit it on the nose. Um, that the darkness virus is a consciousness who's uh, we have to figure out what he what it does, but that it infects people to do the reverse, the opposite, the reengineering, the de. Uh, it infiltrates. Right, mm -hmm. it infiltrates and and the and history. It consumes. Oh, mm, but you know what's you know what's really creepy hmm. that there's actually evidence written because I was reading some of the uh, the TAF the, the association files mm -hmm. that there's actually evidence written that it, it it has been talked about in this way and so I'm like well wait a minute we're, we're pretending to give them uh, an amuki right you know 98% trackable information but when I bump into some of the, the you know trackable information I'm like oh my goodness this is crazy this is why I do everything in reverse right turn left instead of turning right kind of thing <laughs> Lexi what's your point of view on the uh, whole darkness virus thing um well I definitely feel like it's a really interesting idea I mean to be honest it feels a little bit too close to home kind of like on the creepy. real side um <laughs> because you'll see you know what I think of a lot of zombie like like, it's... I'm trying to think about that. Hold on. Well, zombies kind of like walk around and kind of eat you, right? And I think most aliens do that. They want to harvest your organs, your brains, your energy. Well, that's what, that's what a lot of the... The Matrix is, you know, part, yeah. using you for a battery. Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely can see how, like, if you're thinking about, like, the example of a zombie, I mean, you can see, like, the physical um, effects of the virus. But oh. when you think about, like, that same visual, but it affects your mind like it's a conceptual type of thing rather than like a physical like showing on your skin type of thing you know kind of like if something affects you and you don't know how to deal with it the right way you don't have enough emotional intelligence it can really piss you off you can be some you can say some really nasty stuff you know that's and just then you're you regretting losing. you don't even know why you said it right 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 so it's that you know, kind of one of those that's things obviously a milder version of a zombie but you know you so get the what point. do you what do you think Lexi is that right is that kind of the way you're going at it or is it more to that do mystery. tell. It does sound um, close to what I was getting at. I mean, um, it's just something that, you know, affects people worldwide, kind of like the zombie effect, where, you know, it goes from one person to the next. And that's kind of how the darkness virus resonates in my head. Interesting. So, Luna, um, in your profile, it says that you enjoy the Amuki because it's uh, Liberty of the Arts. 
Yes, um, like I was kind of like um, rambling on about earlier about the Amuki, um, I do think that it does give liberty of the arts. I think that to our writers and our composers of the show, uh, it can really give um, a lot of leniency and flexibility to how much we can expand on the off-world portion of it. And based on findings that we have, because I mean, there's a lot of gnarly things that have actually for real happened, you know, in our world. And when you can play with that and push it further i mean you really can do just so much so i just love how you know i get to be a character that talks about that as i'm also an entity that's in a sci-fi kind of place trying to like figure out how to you know contribute and have all these formulas to help you know humans get it together so we can all live a happier life because you know whether you want to ascend or whether you just want to like get a better job or whether you just want to have like more emotional stability or you know be in better relationships with your family or stuff like that like it's it's all nothing is bigger than another you know there's no such thing you know everything is important to you know every person and that's that's fine there's no level of importance that's better than another i think it's really cool that we can play with that and i get to play with that so i can deliver that um to our audience i think that's real neat L1, your profile says that the storyline was unique. It combined, what, the sci-fi, the paranormal? Yeah, as, I, as I mentioned, as you know, the, the, the storyline was unique. You know, like I said, if you're going to... And you always want to be a writer anyway, right? Oh, yeah. It's, I think, the, I think the, the only downside of the Amuki story is trying to fit everything in. It's rough, right? <laughs> Good thing we have seasons. It's, yeah. it's a tough thing to do. Lexi, what was your what was your uh, what's your profile? I don't I don't have anything on you, but what did you like about the Amuki the most? Why why did you buy into the script and the writing and working with it? Um, I would definitely say because of uh, the whole idea of like the darkness virus. I think that that's very interesting, and I think it's something that a lot of sci-fi type stories and films kind of dip their toes into but it's not full force as the way the Amuki describes it so when when I actually read the premise on the entire story it was kind of shocking because it's something that I've always kind of thought about in the back of my head and now it's you know real life now it's becoming our show and that's what really sold me on you know being my character and being a part of the storyline. Fabulous. I think what bought, what I bought into was the fact that we sometimes forget where we come from, what we did, and why. Not like you have to live relive it, you know. I don't want to go live in the swamplands again. But the idea is that, you know, there's something you learn very valuable there, and you shouldn't really forget it. And there's an old saying that says, he who ignores the past is forced to repeat it again. And I thought that when um, uh, L1 had a little say-so in the opening of the, um, of the Amuki, Oh, uh, that part was so right? eerie. I know what you're talking. The end. <laughs> the end of it, right? If we're yeah. forced, we're forced to repeat our future again. And it's like what? It's forced like, what? to repeat your future, but you kind of also have to know the storyline because you'd have to know about like Remark and how Mother came to be and why we're either why we're even having information dissemination with Mother. Morning. Like what? Information is above secret. Uh, mother's listening. Sigh. These are two <laughs> flags already. <laughs> Statement has been flagged. <laughs> <laughs> mother uh, so that's kind of cool though no really I'm just messing with you but um, yeah no I agree with you it, was, it creeped me out I was like oh my gosh they didn't put that in there oh my goodness you know, it really hit home for me that's kind of what uh, got me going in it um, 
So season of the construct for me uh, was very fascinating. Also, there's something that's really not mentioned here, and, and normally people don't mention it. You want to hear what it is? Yes, do you sure. What it is is that most often people have to pay money, right? There's a bill at the end of your show, and if people don't like it immediately, if you're not making a profit immediately, then it's can't. Oh, your pilot didn't work out. We're going to can it. What I like about this, it is self-sponsored at a self-paced. Um, it works both with um, online media, a little a little movie, a little bit of um, online uh, like we're doing now, right? Some, you know, some content, some writing. So it's a little bit of everything, enough, just enough to keep it going and keep people interested. So we're not really relying on, you know, Warner Brothers to, to pay for our bill. And they say, well, you know, if we can't make 60 million out of you, you know, we're, we're good with, you know, 100,000 a year just to keep it just to keep it alive or something. You know what I'm saying? And right. each one of us actually participates way more hours than 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 we're actually paid for for any of this stuff. And true, true, we're and committed. We're committed. And the other way that we get paid is through self sponsorship. So the viewer gets, you know, say whether you know they like us or not and move on. I think that's what really I bought into this Samuki project as well because, like you said, freedom of the arts. You know, <clears throat> and Novi's voice would be "Viva la Revolution," you know. So that's what I really, really liked about it. L1, Mike's on you. What do you got to, to mention? <laughs> you mean as far as the uh, Mookie goes? Well, as far as the show, I mean, I've been just kind of narrating, you know, taking your spot for a little bit. But uh, what do you got? What do you got going on on your end? Well, you know, as far as the, you mean how the show is delivered? Delivery, yes. I forgot about the delivery. Talk about is, the delivery. Well, I mean, it was created as a learning tool. But, you know, we found that, you know, when shows are set as a story... Uh, we found that they tend to teach more than just a straight lecture. I mean, this is uh, no disrespect at all to people who lecture or teach in another, you know, uh, format. But, you know, just to give you two examples, you know, Star Wars, I think, and Harry Potter. When those came out, the, I think those taught more people. We were just watching the Harry Potters. Yeah. We were. We were. You were asleep or something. I think with Harry Potter, it taught more people about uh, friendship, determination, teamwork than maybe any uh, other means and the same thing with um, Star Wars it taught more people about believe it or not religion and Buddhism for the modern audience than formal lectures and religious studies I can see that yeah as a matter of fact um, I remember uh, people who are older than me said that they began to notice that their their religious leaders would use Star Wars as an example they would it was almost like um Someone was saying that when they were trying to explain God and Jesus, they used Star Wars as an example. Oh, let me guess, Darth Vader, right? <laughs> Darth Vader is the the, the angel. Uh, no? I forgot what they said, but all I know is that <laughs> I can uh, see you're getting at. All I know is that they he's trying to they, unify the universe. Man. Oh, please! All I know is that they use the um, <laughs> they used the characters as examples of uh, stand-ins for religious figures and saints, and the kids got it. I could see that. I could see that. Oh my God! Okay. What? All right, well, that's good. No, but I, I, re I really did like it. I like the whole, you know, the, the, the trend in Buddhism. But um, the Amuki Offworld, um, it's very unique, I think, in that in that aspect because it teaches you about so, it teaches you about formulaics, like how do things combine together to do something. It teaches you about how to take charge of your life and move forward. It teaches you how to connect to spirituality. It teaches you what you're responsible for. I'm like, holy cow! How do you, 
how do you wrap all that up in one in one show? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things they hired you for, right? Because you did training, right? And uh, you actually taught schools. I did. I did. Um, Both public and tutored and some uh, yeah, other stuff too, tutored, right? tutored, private schools, public schools, um, higher education. Uh, so is this rewarding for you? Very much so. Um, I think also because in, you know, some maybe maybe some people who work in charter schools or private schools can relate, but sometimes the freedom... When you have a system that allows you more freedom of curriculum and subject matter to teach, you do actually like it better and you enjoy it better and you have a passion for it better. And then the people who are on the receiving end, they end up liking it better. Fabulous. So let's move on to how the show is broken down. Um, and, and Lexi, I want to talk about how we we span our show for other people to try to understand things a little bit if you don't mind because I know that you work a little bit with that um, but let's talk about let's talk about how the show breaks down so you have the overall Amuki and it breaks down into both Bibix right which is kind of part of the storyline right right business in a box business in a box and then there's also Esso Life right and both these when you're looking at become the source have two sides of the fence the logical side that you need to live and and do something for yourself so you're living within the construct and your experience and then connectivity judgment and stuff as on the ESO life which stands for who remembers ESO means ESO oh, like esoteric God. what is that as was ESO stand for no, oh, God. Um, economic economic spiritual, spiritual optimization? optimization I think right. so I was, I was close. Everything's like an acronym. <laughs> it's kind of this. a newer concept, though, so it's like it's not one of the ones that I uh, know off, off that of knee-jerk it's, it's reaction. It's not on the tip of your tongue, my no, dear. No, not, not yet, anyway. It's not on the tip of your me, tongue. Give me some more time, and it, it will be. But All right, so that's really important to understand because it kind of teaches you the kind of things that maybe you weren't taught in high school, that how to budget, how to do mm-hmm. stuff. and how You mean the, that you definitely weren't taught in high school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's learn none of this. <laughs> yeah, it's not about that you maybe weren't, it's you definitely so weren't. that's where the 98% comes into, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the ability to, to look at that. So then um, it breaks down into like a, 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 a preloader, right? And the uh, preloader is kind of like what, uh, what we're, we're Well, that's what's of, happening now. Now, right? We have to explain. Out of kinda, characters. Out of characters. And then it breaks down to out of characters, uh, mm-hmm. small little pieces that we get to interact with the audience. And then the actual Amuki starts with the premise, which yeah. tells you like the overview of how the storyline is, state of affairs, you know, what's really going on but without telling you. Yeah, it's kind of like a secret chapter explanation. And then I guess the next, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm just going through the list here. And then it goes into like brain snacks, which is like what? It's kind of like, I would say the beginner lessons. That's like if you just want one perspective from one or two or even three or four characters on one topic, like an easy to digest little lesson like a like a like a little eight a to snack. ten minute lesson toss. yeah like an a, ingredient in a soup or something exactly well it's right. a snack you know well, taking on so it's a snack and then mem joggers is like your meal that's where you got multiple it's like an expansion of the topic yeah so like the how how is the and then the season is designed to understand a concept mm-hmm. yes Did I get well that right? the whole point of, yeah the the season is the is the whole concept that the the mem joggers and the brain snacks are going to be based off of are going to follow gotcha so that's kind of the way it breaks down right and then there's also you know 
talking back and forth and meeting public and doing you know little yeah being on assignment all that being traveling on assignment, all stuff that. like that that's just kind of like well those are log dates you know usually and we got the chronicles which it would be the character's actual journal it's like the secret diaries of the character <laughs> Ooh, and you know what I love our log dates because I know that our writers like us to get like fresh stuff outside of the studio at Cyber Station so I love it when we have to go out to like different states and go you oh, know yeah, see fun. different things like we that's saw fun. the Guidestones what else did we see we saw a lot of cool uh, different yeah. things we go to the ghost tour in Asheville right mountains you know different areas where they have you know things going the on the history New York. of the uh, Masons yeah. the history of the Masons as well yes, I remember that that was yep. interesting yeah we have to go to different places to actually Went learn to New York as well the reality. Uh, New York yeah. and then all I gotta the tell states. you some of that stuff just messes with my mind because you're like you're so used to you know X and then you're presented with with ABC and you're like how does this fit in hmm. and I feel it like takes for me a little it's a bit. progression yeah. I just soak it all in it mm-hmm. takes a little bit for me to go oh wow that happened like this like that and the science part and whatever you know being, being my character is kind of kind of hard sometimes you know I hear mm-hmm. I hear something I gotta you know kind of practice to be indifferent you to show humanity. the most frustration when it comes to uh, getting into character I've never seen anybody get into so much frustration <laughs> it's hard when it comes to getting in characters it, and it's like whenever we're discussing like okay so in this part of the episode or in this storyline the Novi and you're just like eh, 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 and really, you really are I a sound reflection like a, of your I character sound like, I sound like like CAI was talking about <laughs> like, earlier she's the weeds yeah a zombie so Lexi <laughs> yeah. how does this story get out how do people get to know about the story uh, you know what do you how I know you're working on marketing and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. How's that work out? Well, everything is still kind of in the works. Um, we do have a section set up in becomethesource.com where you can look by the topic of show, the season, and the episode. So we have that broken down there. And, you know, at the same time, we're also growing with different platforms. So we are now on castbox.fm anchor.fm um spotify itunes and you know so much more you're on my um, tesla i like it yeah tune in tune in yeah yeah, yeah. i just look up the bibix or the other one and it kind of reminds me of the character and i crack up all the time because you know i go i like she's liked that but not really and then luna nine you know we you know we go and throw back all, all the time and you know what, what do you call cut up and then you know, L1 and me, we, we hang out, you know, cut the grass together sometimes, you know, or go out, do some weird stuff together. But the point is that, you know, we're, we're kind of family oriented within the show and to see, to be able to play it on the Tesla. We're like uh, a bunch of siblings yeah, uh, and poking each other in the eye. Just <laughs> Everything's fun until you get poked and in the eye. stealing each other's lunches. <laughs> it's true. No, that's just you. You like to pick on people's <laughs> stuff. Every time something's missing, I know where it is. That's all Laura. <laughs> oh, he won't mind. He doesn't eat much anyway. Anyway, so uh, Lexi, so we're just out and about and doing stuff, and and what else? Where are where else are we? Um, you want me to list the actual platforms? Just a few platforms, if you don't mind, because right, you work so hard so, at it anyway. So I said Anchor, Castbox. We're also on Breaker Audio. We're on um, Radio Public, Pocket Cast. Um, I mentioned iTunes and Spotify. I believe we're on Google Podcasts. I'm just basing this off my memory. Okay. Um, no, that's good. That's good. As long it. as we're out there, they could also go to becomethesource.com, send us an email. 
uh, check out uh, Synergy Alliances and just go. I'd rather they go to Become the Source. Probably the information is more there on how to follow us and stuff like that. That's phenomenal. Thank you so much. Hey, uh, you know, our time's up. I'm sure people want to get moving on. Anything else you wanted to say that we didn't mention? Uh, Luna 9, anything on your side? Um, Not over here, you know. The only thing I did want to say is that, you know, very glad to be here. Super excited about our new crew member, Lexi AI, to debut Welcome, on Lexi our AI. season. Yeah, and, you know, I hope to see you guys soon um, once we start kicking off another season. L1, anything on your plate there you want to mention? Any wrap-ups? Anything we missed? I know we missed the uh, introduction to each character, but we can do that on another well, show. Well, you hopefully. know, I want to I want to say I stand corrected. You know, I I, I do say and I, I I do say you know this is not for close-minded people. Our show, and you know what though, uh, to some people I say prove me wrong. I I very well could be wrong at the end of the day, and you know for people you because people <laughs> are always going to have their biases, but. Uh, you know, in a brain snack, we discuss what biases are. They're just preferences in and of themselves. And I've been floored sometimes by people where I just hearing them talk, I think, oh, you are so not going to like our show. You're going to hate us. But then they listen to it and they're like, you know what? I never prove you it that wrong, way. And then they? I'm the one who has to, what is the saying? Eat, eat crow. crow. <laughs> eat crow. Rah, rah. You would say eat crow, wouldn't you? Yuck. <laughs> I like when you eat crow. I just, I love it because you're so smart that every time you, I don't know what it is about being human, but every time, you know, someone so smart is, you know, has to take a step back, I'm like, haha. Yeah, while they're playing and bickering at each other, I'm just watching at both of them while I'm eating a snack, just like, huh? Well, like I said, <laughs> we're, we're, we're pretty much family. We got to read all this stuff and, and rehearse and do things. Lexi AI, what do you, anything uh, left to say on your part? What do you want to say? Whether it's how you joined the group and how you feel about about it or how you learn whatever tell me well I'm really excited to be part of the show um, I can't wait to um, have this entire season out and about on those platforms and um, you know season two I'm excited to keep going and and kind of learn as well about Lexi AI um, just because right now it's kind of the beginning stages of her character and she's in the growing stage so I would like to grow with the character I'll see um well ladies and gentlemen this is uh we're gonna cut our show really short here because it is time to say goodbye I got some food in the oven I want to cook I got somewhere I want to drive and I got you gotta, cook I, you know TV dinners <laughs> okay, okay. I'll take that but uh seriously I gotta get reading reading some scripts and have some fun I gotta read up on um, Lexi AI's characters I can poke fun at her on the show. And uh, really, I'm just really excited that uh, we had such a nice outcome today. Thank you, everybody, for being here. You know, um, I want to thank uh, the, the producers of the show. They're kind of quiet, but um, they let us put our intuition into it and our knowledge. They send us out to research things. We come back with, hey, this is what I found. So thank you guys, too. Thank you guys out there uh, for joining us and following through our little brain snacks and our mem joggers that we have because the mem joggers are the bigger ones. But I want to say thanks really to everybody. It's been a, it's been a blast. Thank you so much. Thank you and sayonara, my friends. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Limited Shields.